You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith and the interview subject that you've tuned in to hear, the fellow that you're going to hear from, it's Joe Rodriguez from the Texan Outfit Pissing Razors. Now the reason for the conversation is to promote the three dates in Australia that are happening in August and I'll read them out. The first one's in Brisbane at the Zoo on the 1st, the second one is on the 2nd in Melbourne at Max Watts and finally the third is on the 3rd in Sydney at the Manning Bar. So let's have a listen to what Joe has to say. Here we go. Joe, it's Andy McKay-Smith calling for our chat. How are you going? Ah, pretty good yourself? I'm good, mate. I'm good. It's a, it's a balmy 8 degrees Celsius outside, which is uh, very, very cold for us. But it's actually quite a nice change because my part of the world's typically well over or close to 30 degrees, probably not too different to Texas, to be honest, mate. So I'm not going to complain because we only get this weather for six weeks of the year. Bit of a nice change. Wow, that's good. <laughs> you know, what's been happening for you, mate? Uh, not much. You know, I just kind of got done with a little bit of a regular work day, and uh, I'm just going to kind of recharge my batteries and have a quick little drink and go and get some other uh, musical endeavors done that I'm involved in. So other than that, I'm just kind of hanging around for now. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And look, it's been, I was really thrilled actually when I saw the band name appear on the list of acts that were coming to the country because I long admired you guys. I always knew that there was that connection right. to Skin Lab. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm in my 40s, of course. I'm in my 40s, so of course I used to read a lot of the print media back in the day. And Metal Maniacs right. were a champion of you guys. Remember that magazine, Metal Maniacs? I should. I sure do. I yeah. sure do. I used to read your interviews in there all the time, actually, and it used to happen quite often. And that was uh, pretty much back in those days in the nineties. A lot of younger people don't re- understand. Okay, that prior to the internet, you only had the magazines. That's literally all you had. So between Terrorizer, remember, remember Terrorizer and Metal Maniacs, that's really all we had as a metal community to find new bands. The internet simply wasn't a place that you could go to to find new bands. So you really relied on quality journalism to such that Metal Maniacs was famous for bringing to heavy metal fans to let you know about great new bands. And this is in the late 90s, of course. So when uh, when I found out that, that you guys were a band and I started investigating a bit deeper and getting into some of your music, I just loved what you guys were doing. So it was a real thrill. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's just fantastic to see that, mate, you've actually got an Australian fan base and that there's an opportunity for you to come down. So... Will you be focusing on the past, or will it be a bit of a blend of old and new when you come down in the shows? Well, you know, uh, I think we're going to do a lot of the the early uh, past stuff, but we do have some new material that we're going to expose for some of the stuff that we've kind of uh, got planned for uh, sometime later this year or maybe even early next year. But for the most part, you know, a lot of people that never got to see us play out that way really want to hear some of the old stuff and we're ready to kind of, you know, give them some of that flavor. So I'm looking forward to playing old stuff. I mean, looking forward to playing some of the new stuff that, you know, that they're going to get to hear it for the first time. Hmm. Some of the places here in the U S have been able to, to listen to some of them, some of those songs. So it'd be a privilege to be able to share it with, with everybody out there. So I know you left the band after fields of disbelief. Correct me if I'm wrong. And the band uh, signed a deal with Spitfire and released two albums after that. So that's where we come from in 2001 and Evolution in 2003. So will you be playing any material from those two albums there? 
I think the only thing we're going to be playing was going to be possibly two songs or maybe even just one from where we come from. Yep. Uh, I don't think we have anything coming from uh, the, the disc off of uh, Evolution as of yet. Uh, we, we have been dabbling in some ideas of possibly kind of uh, doing a best of, uh, you know, kind of collection of getting some of the best songs from each record. Mm. Uh, so many things that we've kind of just kind of thrown around in the, at, the, at the Razor Camp uh, just to see kind of uh, well, how it would be received, you know what I mean? Just kind of mm. gather like a best of record of all the, all of the, the good songs that, that came off of the, the era of Fisting Razors from all, from all levels, from all singers. You know, Dewey Bragg, you had, you know, Andre Acosta on those um, Evolution and then uh, the stuff that I did on, on the first three records. Hmm. So, yeah, a little bit of everything, but I can tell you right now for sure we probably won't play nothing off Evolution uh, unless, uh, mysteriously, we throw it in there within the next few weeks before we head out that way. Oh, yeah, fair enough, yeah, yeah. Well, your debut, uh, Psycho Punko Metal Groove, is it's one, of those, one of those albums that's actually become a classic metal album, really, hasn't it? So fans are actually... Pretty much, what are we now, 23 years, 24 years after the fact? Fans are starting to seek out that right. album as one of the, the establishing legacy albums, if you like. And, and I would never call it new metal, but it's that it's that groove metal. It's in the title, of course it is. It's right there. But do you, do you find that? Do you get a lot of younger listeners coming up to you saying, man, I've, I found this album here, man, and this album here. This is the shit. This is the album that I've been searching for for a long time. Absolutely. I think we've had uh, some people uh, from our generation pretty much that have uh, passed down those, uh, you know, that, that old CD, the Psycho Punko Metal Group, to their kids. And we've had that younger generation come over and say, hey, you know what? This stuff was great. The new stuff that you guys or that you did from the 90s is great. But I want to get my hands off of, uh, on that record. We don't have any more copies of that, but we're trying to somehow be able to do uh, remaster it and reproduce it so that we can get it in the hands of practically everybody that never was able to get an actual copy of it. Hmm. Uh, I think even some, uh, even, we were even thinking the possibility of it pressing it and vinyl was tossed around. So a lot of, a lot of good things, a lot of good ideas that we've, uh, we've kind of come up with to see, uh, if maybe it can come to fruition as far as, you know, putting it in the hands of the fans, especially yeah. that older stuff, you know, yeah. Have you thought about doing Absolutely. like an, an Indiegogo campaign or a Patreon campaign? Uh, we never really did think of that. I mean, uh, but I mean, if we if we have to go that route, then maybe why not? I mean, it's a, anything's a possibility for sure. You know, I mean, it's just uh, right now we're kind of concentrating on some of the, the newer material, trying to get that scored away. Uh, we have a video that we've also uh, shot here recently within the last few months. And we, we we're kind of eager to put that one out. So a lot of a lot of things in the works. So when people start asking for those other things, it's kind of like man, a little bit you know, one thing at a time. If you know, <laughs> if, if I may say, but yeah, uh, it's we're, good... we're eager. We're, we're believe me. If I could get it out there at blink of an eye, I would do it quickly. Yeah, it's a good position to be in, isn't it? When you got fans arguing over what aspect of the band they want to listen to first, or what aspect of the band that they want the band to focus on, really. And I have listened to. Crushing Grip, you know, it's vintage Pissing Roses, man. I love it when a band doesn't stray too far from their core sound, but introduces a few new elements. Sure, you've done that, but it still sounds like you guys. Right. And that's been released, God, how many oh, years has that been released after your last album? 15, or longer than 15 years. 16 years or something. So you still got it. Yes, absolutely. 
So, well, thank you. I appreciate that. It means he's, a lot. Yeah, he's still it really does mean a lot when 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 there's still a when there's still a desire for for our brand of music, you know, to be to be heard and watched at you know at this juncture of the game, you know. So hmm. for us to be able to say it like uh, it's our second opportunity or or uh, a second chance to come back and and show what we have or what we have to offer. I'm 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 amazed that that uh, so many people still want to be a part of us. Hmm. Hey, what inspired the reformation around 2014 or so? So you've got back together then, and I think you've been steadily playing shows ever since then. But what was what was the reason for the reformation? Was it unfinished business or the fact that you just love playing music? And you know what? Yeah, you hit it on the head. It's going to be exactly what it means: unfinished business. You know, I think that. When Matt, Matt Lynch decided to leave the band, you know, it was all for personal reasons. And when I left the band, it was almost the same thing. You know, uh, my family was getting bigger. Um, you know, they, they needed me to be home. So, I mean, at the time, it was just something that I, I felt I needed to kind of do. And I, you know, with the blessing of the, of the rest of the guys in the band, it's not something that I, you know, I wished to have to just kind of depart from because the desire to continue was was so strong uh that i kind of just felt like well i got to do what i got to do right now but hopefully if there's ever a chance maybe you know that possibility will come and when the opportunity presented itself when we all ended up in the same room which was me uh myself eddie garcia and matt lynch it, it felt really natural and we thought wow you know what why don't we give it a shot and at the time when we asked to see if maybe we could get Rick Baez involved with the original bass player, um, originally it said yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, due to family situation, you know, uh, he opted to uh, just kind of, st- you know, just kind of say, you know what, it sounds good, but I think I'm just going to continue, you know, with uh, raising my family and, and doing my thing. Yeah. Um, and we, we thought, it, and we thought it was, a, you know, it was a good deal. It was no 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 animosity towards him at all. I mean, we wish them the the best of luck, and we're still great friends, and we talk as often as we can. And that's when we searched out for uh, somebody else to come in and and, and take his position. Hmm. And uh, we got lucky with our friend Gio Gomez, so we're, that's where we're at at this point. But absolutely, that's what really what it was. It was just we thought we were at the time we just we thought there was still a lot more to offer, and we didn't have the opportunity back then. So we thought it was hmm. the opportunity to do it at that yeah. time. Hey, look, I've got I've got two kids, two girls, age four and five, mate, and I can tell you, I, I totally understand you guys' position because there's no way I could travel the world and be away from them for extended periods of time. You know, I used to work away from home and I used to be away from home for four days at a time, but I'd always come back. But with touring and the commitments that you need to, uh, the commitment that is required, if you like, to bring the music to a fan base across the globe, mate, there's, it's very hard to do that when you've got a family. So it sounds like as though you guys have... The kids have grown up a little bit now, so you've come out the other side of it, and you've finally got the opportunity, if you like, after your commitments to family. Haven't you know that 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 early childhood and through teenage years, you've done what you need to do there, and now it's just time, man, to bring the music to the people again. Okay, exactly, and that's kind of where we're at. You know, our kids are all grown up. Uh, I know that Eddie Eddie Gar drummer, uh, he he still has some youngins, you know, but he does have a a split duties with his. Uh, with his partner and stuff. So hmm. it works out well for him, you know, that he has the opportunity to be able to take off. You know, he had done so many years with the overkill guys and uh, doing in front of the house. And then he ended up filling in the drums. Hmm. You know, some of us weren't so fortunate, but I'm just glad that we're able to, 
to uh, get back in the saddle. I'm glad that I'm able to produce and, and, and uh, build up a bigger friendship with, with the guys, you know, in the band and stuff and, mm. and just make music for, for everybody else at this point, you know, happy, happy and with no pressure of, you know, of per se record labels as it was back in the day, you know, and, and, and oh, limited, yeah. limited mm. amount of budget. And so like that, you know, times are, time, times are a little bit easier to put out this music. Cool, man. That's so great, that's what we're, that's what we're reaching for. Yeah, what what yeah. about what about us down here in Australia? Did you hear a lot from us back in the day? I know there wasn't social media back then, but did you get a lot of mail and a lot of feedback from people like me who who were fans but we were just very distant? As a matter of fact, we did. I can't say that there was not ever a time that we didn't hear that there were fans out towards that way. Uh, but again, the not having that type of, of, of connection like we do now with, with social media and, and all the, the way, the way the, the media outlets are now mm. to be able to know your, 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 your fans kind of up and close and personal because pretty much you can talk to somebody right off the bat. Somebody can send you a message and say, Hey, I've been a fan for this, that, whatever. I was just reading our, our, uh, social media page recently and, there, there's people responding back just on a personal message and saying, hey, I've been a fan for this amount of time, and I'm just eager to finally get to see you play. I wish it was much easier back then, but I, I can say that it was there were some fans out there that were seeking hmm. us out, and we just never had the opportunity to, to play out that way hmm. at that time frame. Yeah, yeah, and there's look, there's been a lot happened since year two thousand or so since you were last in the in the band, well, appeared in a recording in the band. So, what's your take on the state of heavy metal and hard rock and groove metal in two thousand and nineteen? You've obviously influenced some bands, so hopefully bands have reached out to you and said, "Look, man, if it wasn't for you guys, we might not be doing what we're doing here." But do you enjoy the heavy metal of two thousand and nineteen? Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's so many great bands. Uh, and, and yes, there's been a few times where we've come across some of those bands that are, uh, the up and coming or the ones that have just been established with, you know, since, you know, probably the early, you know, 2005 and so, you know, hmm. 2010 and, uh, when, when a lot of the, some of the bands kind of the, got a lot heavier and stuff and they, they came out and told me straight up, they're like, man, you know, you influenced what we've been doing and. We became friends. Some are still friends. Some are, you know, some are a little bit more uh, distant than others because we don't have as much communication. Not that we don't want to, but you know, sometimes our our, our lives kind of take us in different directions, and we can't really be on the same page mm. all the time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the music is is I can tell you it's phenomenal on all levels. Uh, the groove. I mean, there's some groove bands still out there. There's a lot of just so many, so many bands with a lot of talent and stuff. And I, and, and I, sometimes I listen and I can hear little things that sound familiar, not to say that it might sound like maybe they might've taken a little bit of from us, but it wouldn't be nothing more than an honor for them to say that, you know what, that they really did. But hmm. I love it all. I love, I love music in general and it drives me, it drives me to do what I do and hmm. I can't wait to get out there. Yeah, it's it's so great to have you guys back, man. It really is. In in a lot of ways, and I'm about to bestow really this is a heavy crown, okay, but to me, you've got the you've got the sort the sort of groove that Pantera had. And you're probably the only band out there really bringing that groove to people right now. So that's why I think the Australian tour is so wonderful because people can actually see the sort of rhythmic flow that you guys bring. But uh to pick, do you get a lot of references to Pantera or historically have you got those references? 
uh, you, know, you know, since the early the early time frame that you know that we when we first got together, yeah, there was a lot of comparison to it. Uh, a lot of it had to do with the way the the structures of the songs, some of the groove, a lot of the the solos that Matt was doing, and a lot of the drumming stuff that that Eddie Garcia was doing, of course, and still mm-hmm. does. Um, they often compared us to to Pantera and, and a few other bands. Um, of course, we were friends with those guys, and and we had nothing but good times with him. So, I mean, not to say that we actually sat in a, not to say that we actually sat in a room and took notes, but I'll tell you, I think we probably took more notes on the, on the boozing factor than, than anything else. <laughs> How did you keep up with diamond, diamond Vinny, mate? It just, I mean, it's the store. I mean, we've all seen the videos, right? It's just ridiculous. They seem to have two or three livers compared to everybody else having one mate. But how did you, how did you survive partying with yeah, the I mean, brothers, brothers Abbott? I'll tell you what, we tried. <laughs> I don't think I could say that we survived entirely, but I said, I, <laughs> I can tell you that we probably did our, our best uh, liver boxing with those guys uh, amongst anybody else. But I think we hold our own, but they, they kind of, they taught us a, a few things here and there. I'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah. Those guys are I mean, nothing, nothing short of amazing. Those miss those guys, man. Miss those guys. Yeah, it's such a shame, isn't it? It truly is such a shame. It's uh, what do you say? We we we've lost two people that just about everybody in the world of heavy metal, from fans to people behind the scenes, respected enormously, and had so much time for, and they, they've given us so much as artists, haven't they? And they've inspired so many people to create music. It's uh, just such a shame that they're not around to see the the legacy of their creation. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. With a lot of the, I mean, a lot of bands that were a lot closer than we were, especially there around the, the Dallas area, Arlington area, hmm. that 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 were a lot more better and closer friends than than, than we were. But yeah, for them to not be to be able to see uh, the the remaining uh, legacy of what they're they they left behind, yeah, that's it's quite a it's quite a shame. Yeah, quite a shame. Indeed. No worries, mate. All right, we'll leave it there. And uh, look, just thank you so much for coming down to Australia, for finding the time to do that, for reforming. And congratulations on so many wonderful albums that you've been a part of there. And, uh, mate, long may you continue to do what you're doing with Pissing Razors. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And, and I look forward to going down there, uh, not only this time, but in, in future future shows and uh, future tours. Uh, I hope to I hope to impress and... Uh, and do the best I can for everybody out there in Australia. Thanks, mate. No, it's, it's appreciated. Thanks so much, eh? Appreciate you. Thank you so much. No worries, man. Catch ya. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that interview subject was Joe Rodriguez from long-running Texan groove metal outfit Pissing Razors. Thanks so much for listening.